You know, when I was growing up as a Christian, maybe, maybe I should go back to it. Pastor Luke Johnson used to, and that's how he knew these scriptures. These some scriptures of, he used to give us. And he would say, look, every day we pray, quicken down me, quicken down me, quicken me, quicken me, quicken me. He gave us those scriptures. He said, listen, and he called them life-giving scriptures, which means ask for life, right? Quicken me, quicken me, all right? According to a word there. Now, it's just like telling a cat to move, but you don't fuel the cat, right? The cat is not powered, right? And that's the way God does it. So look at the last one here. It says in verse 148, mine eyes prevent nine watches I'm, that I might meditate in thy word. Now, the next verse, it says here, Hear my voice according to thy loving kindness, O Lord, and quicken me according to thy judgment, which means produce life, all right, on the inside. So don't run away with God, don't run away from God because there's something wrong going on in your life. Take it to God in prayer, all right? Identify that area. It says the sin that doth so easily beset. Uh, don't have any sense of condemnation, but be open to God and understand the fundamental problem of man came as a result, all right, of sin. Because, uh, now we might say we're binding the devil, when he says resist the devil, he's talking about this thing. He says when a man is tempted, he shouldn't say he's tempted of God, but every man is tempted when he's drawn away of his lust and enticed, all right? Which means if he's quickened on the inside, then that enticement, which means that magnetic pull cannot be there because God has done some work in the soul of that particular person. So, we'll go to God in prayer this way, all right? Then the second one also is Mark eleven twenty-five. It says, when you stand praying, all right, forgive. And this is what it means to cleanse your hands there. Forgive, all right? So, you are not guilty of spilling the blood of any person, avenging your own self. That's what uh, cleanse your hands mean, right? If you have ought against any, that your Father who is in heaven might also forgive you. Uh, Kenneth Hagin said, Mark eleven twenty-three. 23, if you shall say to this mountain, be thou removed, be thou cast in sea, and will not doubt. And then you get to 24, and whatsoever you uh, desire, when you pray, believe you receive, and you shall have it. He said, Jesus only mentioned one blessing blocker, and he said it's unforgiveness there. That can stop 11 and, Mark eleven twenty-three and 24 from coming to pass. So it must be something that is major there. And that's holding animosity in your heart towards some person or somebody or people who have wronged you or robbed you of wrongly. And these are all tied up to the same thing. In terms of you went through something, you experienced, all right, that breaking process, men were involved. It's important you take every individual there, very important, all right, in this prayer. And you can only forgive while you are praying. Look, look at what he says uh, in verse 25. It's while you are praying it can happen. He says, and when you stand praying, praying is present continuous. It's an active word, right? Forgive if you have. In other words, as you are empowered by God, forgive. So release the people, right? And pray for them, all right? In that particular thing there, pray for them. Uh, release and pray for those people there. And I, I, I think it was... Um, Dr. Yongicho, who was talking about, all right, a situation also in his own life. Somebody had offended him deeply, and he had been praying. But, all right, but when he started praying, he saw that there was something here. Prayed for that particular person, and, and as he began to pray for this person there, he said the situation began to work out. That's why when Job prayed for his friends, uh, the captivity was turned around. So it's important in prayer 
right? You open up your heart to God. God is not condemning you. He just says, come with it and come, let us reason together. He didn't say, don't come to me. He said, come, though your sins be as scarlet, I, he didn't say you, I will make them white as snow. In other words, I will cleanse you. He says, confess and I will cleanse you. He didn't say, go and cleanse yourself. He said, I will cleanse you from all unrighteousness. Then again, while you are praying, if you have ought against any person, take that person up there, all right? Many Christians are tired from the wounds and the hurts they have experienced for others. Pray for these people, all right? Uh, and it purifies your own motives there, all right? And, and brings you into alignment with God uh, concerning your life. So the second thing, which means number one, pray in faith there, and it says this, all right, with a pure heart. Then the second thing is be specific. If for these next three months, don't generalize. Don't ask God just to bless you. Don't ask God just to further your cause. Don't ask him just to enlarge, all right, what is going on, right? Be specific, which means ask him for specific, quantifiable things in these last three months, if you haven't in the past. Ask for those specific, which means I'm asking for this. If it's that, you know, your clientele base there doubles or triples, be specific, right? God hears and answers prayers when people offer specific prayers. I'll give you examples in the scripture how people can even be so specific that, you know, and these are people that are supposed to be operating under an old covenant, but they were specific. And, and the reason why people can be specific is because uh, they've not drawn nigh unto God such that he comes close to them, so that rubbing off there, all right, and it's because people have been taught right about how to pray, which means that don't run, don't take anything away from God. So it says, if I, if I regard inequity in my heart, God will hear me. Don't open it up to God. He's the one who can resolve anything going on in your life. Take it up to him in prayer and ask him to deliver you from that thing and, and take it up to him in prayer and, and pray about people is while you are praying. Right, you can forgive when the Holy Spirit is energizing you that you can now start praying for other people involved there and they become part and parcel of your prayer life. Anytime you pray, you, you are just in that place where you pray for these people, all right, and talk to God that God will bless them in specific ways. So don't generalize, be specific about this last three months, all right, be bold about it. Now, I'll give you two examples. When Abraham sent his servant to go and look for a bride for Isaac, now the servant. All right, and the servant of Abraham. I mean, how could they be this specific and be this bold? All right, what he prayed to God and asked for was that God will send a woman, all right, to the well, willing to draw water for the cattle. Now, let's go to Genesis chapter 24. Now, how could somebody pray, all right, this way and be this specific? Genesis chapter 24. So be specific here, all right? in your prayer, and verse 40. Genesis 24 and verse 40. All right? Now, Abraham was in a conversation with his servant when he was sending, and he said, and he said unto me, the Lord before whom I walk will send his angels with thee, and prosper thy way, and thou shalt take a wife for my son of my kindred and of my father's house. Then shalt thou be clear from this my oath. Then when thou comest to my kindred, if, thou, if they give not thee one, 
thou shalt declare from my oath. In other words, you go to the people like say you should go to ask for a daughter. If you, if you ask for one of their daughters and they say they're not giving any of their daughters, then you are clear from this oath and then you can go. But I want my son to marry from the same place where I came from. That's what it was saying there. And the Bible says in verse 42, now look at what the servant did. And I came this day unto the well and said, O Lord of my master Abraham, if thou, if now thou do prosper my way, which I go, behold, I stand by the well of water, and it shall come to pass that when the virgin cometh forth to draw water, and I say to her, give me, I pray thee, a little water of thy pitcher to drink. And she said to me, both drink thou, and I will draw for thy camels. Let the same be the woman whom the Lord hath appointed out for my master's son. So he said, this is my prayer. God, I will stand by this well. And then I will ask people, to women when they come, to give me water. Anyone that says, here is water, what about your animals or camels? We'll take water for your camels. That is going to be, all right, the wife, all right, of, all right, your son there. The scripture, he was that specific. Look at what the next verse says, verse 45. And before I had done speaking in my heart, behold, Rebekah came forth with her pitcher on her shoulder, and she went down onto the well and drew water, and I said unto her, let me drink, I pray thee. And she made haste and let down her pitcher from her shoulder and said, drink, I will give thy camels drink also. So I drank and I made, all right, the camels to drink. Then I asked her and said, all right, whose daughter art thou? So make sure, which means he prayed it. Immediately he asked for something specific, it happened. But Abraham had told him, that look, this woman must come from this place. Now, to call long story, because the other things, she came from the exact family that Abraham came from. But it was very specific. Now, people are afraid to pray specific prayers because they were very specific. So there was no question about whether the prayer was answered or not. Specific. Hezekiah, when he was ill, said, give me a sign. Let the, the son go backwards. All right, And exactly God answered that. So God wants specific prayers, or else you won't be able to receive anything, all right? So the key next thing you do is make sure you ask for something in very specific terms there, all right? As number two, so while you are praying there, you go into the place of prayer. Make sure if, if there's anything wrong and you're still struggling, take it to God in prayer. Ask him to quicken you in that. Uh, as you are praying, make sure that you cleanse. It says you are approaching the hill. Make sure you cleanse, all right? Pray for anybody who has offended you. Somebody did something, pray for that person as you are going up there in prayer. Then you get to the place where God draws nigh unto that kind of person. This is the practice of prayer now. And then God begins to inform that person. And God now starts, put so the person can now sense and become specific, all right, and asks for specific things in prayer there. All right? So you can get specific. You can, you can see things. You can, you know, you can pick up things. But if you draw nigh unto God, right, you now get it, he will draw nigh unto you. And when God comes close to you, all right, then without you even knowing, there's a rubbing off. 
And, and you, you, uh, I mean, I've told this story before. There was a young man and an elderly man, very powerful story about prayer. And there was in this village, and this is what happens, and that's why you can be specific. All right, many people don't have the authority, and they are not bold. There, there's that full assurance is not there. And the problem is it is unconfessed sin, all right, and unforgiveness that is blocking the fellowship. God doesn't have any problem. Look, God doesn't, if a person is, is, is into, let me say, even into pornography, is watching, God doesn't say, listen, come to me with it. Tell me. And every day I will be pumping life into your soul until your soul loses the complete desire for that thing. All right? So, okay? And just keep pumping it until your soul completely and, and you are cleansed, all right, from the inside from it. So you draw close to God, God comes close to you. And in this story, this elderly man, all right, there was a small village, and every day a bus will come from the small village to take people to the next village. Now, to the walking distance was long. It was a small town in America, but the bus would go every day. And there was a bus stop. So the elderly man who stood at the bus stop, and this young man came and went away from the elderly man and walked about 25 meters from the bus stop and stood. So the elderly man cried. I said, young man, he said, sir, he said, here's the bus stop. He said, you come back here and stand here because if you, if you stand over there, the bus stops here and it doesn't stop anywhere else and you will miss the bus and, 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 and you will have to come back tomorrow. And the young man cried back. He said, sir, the bus stops here today. The other one said, you don't know what I'm saying. The bus stops here. I've been doing this for 30 years. The young boy said, sir, no, the bus stops here. The elderly man said, I told you the boss, well, the boss there coming up on the horizon. He said, for the last time, the boss will stop here. Come here. The young man said, for the last time, the boss will stop here. Sir, you come here. Well, the bus driver came to the bus stop, was about to stop, and then gradually moved to where the young man was and stopped in front of the young boy. And as the young boy got into the bus, he turned to the elderly man, he said, sir, I forgot to tell you something. He said, what, sir? What, boy? He said, the bus driver is my father. And he told me this morning where I should go and stand. In other words, when you are in fellowship with God, who is the creator of all things? He knows where wealth is going to be in three years' time that makes no sense to anybody. Where, where you go and stand, all right? Other people are saying experience has shown us this is where you stand. You in your madness haven't heard the voice of God. Say the bus driver will not park there. In the next season of abundance, he's parking here. All right? And that is how you show, all right, that you are in tune, which means God gives you information. Are you following what I'm saying here? All right? God gives you information about it. All right? So be specific, and you can do that when you're in fellowship. Now, when the rubber hits the road, which means that, you know, and look, follow what I'm going to say. It's very practical. You have expectation. You prayed. You have an expectation. Get what I'm saying here? Nothing wrong with that expectation. It didn't happen the way you thought it should happen. And there was some disappointment because inside your heart, you felt it should happen this way. That is the point where the rubber now hits the road. Where action, all right, will begin. Action starts at your first experience of disappointment or an unfulfilled expectation. This is where the warfare, which means you are in contact now with spiritual warfare, where aggressive prayer must be applied persistently 
because you believe you have received that, right? Now, you must be aggressive about this part because if you are not aggressive and you are passive, okay, you are passive, you will get reconditioned to live with that situation or with that unfulfilled dream. Now, one of the things about people that succeed is that there is that hunger in them. And that hunger means that they won't accept status quo and press in. Which means many times they will fail because, I, I, you know, I don't like when people are not, you know, are not, are not, you, you, there has to be, there has to be, you, look, you, there has to be force in you. The Bible says the kingdom of God suffered violence and the violent are taken by force. Which means those who are advancing, there's something, all right, there's a push on the inside. There's a fight back. They don't accept status quo because you can readjust to the condition, all right, without that particular thing. But what you've got to understand, all right, is, look, the secret is people fight back when that happens. People that fail get disappointed. People that win fight back, which means they push back at it. But the way to push back is not just with push back. You understand that if my expectation was not met, then my wisdom level, which means what I know cannot command this experience that I want. In other words, the Bible says that uh, eat honey. It says, and the honeycomb, so shall the knowledge of wisdom be to thy soul when you have found it. There shall be a reward and your expectation shall not be cut off. So you understand that if my expectation is cut off, then I don't have the wisdom right, to command. I have the desire, but I don't have that wisdom. So what you do is, at that point, you thank God he has answered your prayer. You worship him that this experience has happened because your wisdom level cannot yet, all right, command the experience. So you bow before the all-knowing God, all right, asking him in prayer there to open your heart so that you can see and hear what you have got to do to make this thing happen. Pray that God will remove the veil, and that is the warfare, so that you can see, and then you can hear. And, and God showed me this, he said, that's why he said, Jesus told me last week, he said, that's why he said, ask and you shall receive. He said, I said it. He said, but then I said, seek and you shall find. I said, knock and the door shall be opened. He said, whatever you ask for, I give it. He said, but when I give it, you have to seek to find that thing I have given. And then the information you get while searching, use it to knock on the door and the door will be opened unto you. So he says, you ask for something. Let's assume that somebody asks and prayed. Let's say, well, I want to go and do my postgraduate in Harvard and ask for it and believe I have a witness on the inside, I got it. Then I applied to go to Harvard and was rejected. Instead of that person getting hardened, you should just understand. It is because my wisdom level, now I think I have done everything I should do. I, my mind, I've judged it that if I have a first class, I did this, I just take me. But there must be something I don't know or else I will have been accepted. If there's a promotion exercise and I was omitted and I feel I have done everything I need to do and I've put in the work and I don't get it, then there must be a gap between, all right, the reality of that thing and my own imagination. So I go to God in worship. That's where he will teach me his ways. That's where he's going to give me the knowledge of his wisdom concerning this thing. So I bow down before him in worship. And, and I go there and say, remove the veil. What is missing? Where am I missing it? All right, I have my confession. Right? And then God now takes you and says, begin to search. Now begin to seek for it. So what do you do? 
Asking is spiritual. Seeking has to do with the mind. So what you should do in the next three months, our advice is this. All right? Put up Nehemiah chapter 9 and verse 3, I believe. When they rebuilt the walls, all right, this is how they structured their life as they began to read the Bible. Look at how, what they paid attention to and they stood up in their place and read the book of the law of their God one-fourth part of the day, that's 25%, and another one-fourth part they confessed. That confession is their prayer and worshipped God. So prayer and praise. So 25% of the time was spent in prayer and praise. 25% was spent reading the Bible. So this shows how important it is to read, all right, the word of God. So take the word of God and say, remove the veil. Now I want to have instructions concerning this. But in addition to that, all right, ask God to lead you to three books you will read in the next three months. One in October, one in November, one in December, or as God so wills, that will give you information concerning this particular thing you are believing him for. In other words, where you can, all right, get knowledge from the experiences we've taught this of others concerning this. And you are reading this, which means you're on a search, all right? You ask, it's spiritual, you seek, all right, with your mind, and then you knock with your body and you act. Your purpose of studying is to find out what to do, not just what to know. I know this, no. So you have a notebook by yourself for these three months. Things, action, plan, steps to take for the realization of my goal. And every time you find something in the scripture or see something in a relevant book, and as a church member, I put it up on, on Instagram on hiring. It's, the best, it's not because it's a church member. That's the best book I've ever read on hiring. Best book in the entire world I've ever read. All right? Every line there was on point. Powerful book. All right? And, and anybody who runs a business or doing anything, should, I mean, I know this from studying. That the difference between people that succeed and become corporations and people that remain, all right, as mom and pop shop is if you look at the first experience, let's assume the first business, everybody made 500000 The people that went on to become massive corporations, instead of spending the 500000 they took a major part of that money to hire people. And they didn't improve just the state of their personal well-being, but invested in talent. Other people didn't invest in talent, all right, just felt and maybe was spending money. And, and then the talent, the right talent, will always multiply your business. Right talent, right? If you get it right, your business is moving on. You get it wrong, all right, it's heartache that you have. In fact, wrong talent can close the business. You know that can, will close the business down. All right, wrong, all right, hire them. So, and I agree with it. He it says it's the most important decision who you hire. I agree, all right? So, okay, what you do now, all right, is your search, and the internet is there, all right? You say, well, uh, it's very easy. Why my business, just type it. I was expecting clients, and they did not come. Search. You see several people who were expecting clients, and they didn't come. Start reading the experiences, you will find what is happening. You'll see it there. And then begin to take the point. Read it and write it down. Study it and write it down. Study it and write it down. All right? In any industry you're operating in, there's what is called institutional knowledge gained by organizations or individuals who translated historical data into useful knowledge and wisdom. 
Seek out that. In any industry you are in, in any place, whether it's marriage, anything, there is what they call institutional knowledge in this earth, which means that been gained by organizations or individuals who have translated historical data into useful knowledge and wisdom. Seek that out and execute on it. Have a notepad. After every time you read, write the action points, what you will apply. It's not how many books you have read, but how many things you have translated into actionable, all right, steps there. Which means, how are you changing your life? How do you change what you do in the office? How do you change relating with the team under you? How do you change, all right, every day? God will be opening. And once you start acting on those things, more information begins to come. For to him that has shall more be given. To him that has, as you start changing, as you start changing, and start changing, all right, more information starts coming, and it is those steps that you are taking. Don't just be praying. I mean, there was somebody, there was telling me, the doctor was telling me, this lady had stroke and all of that, but she prayed for Christian healing, and then started searching, and found out that if she changed her diet, and she changed her diet, and so search. Okay, and write it and then take those steps. It is the different thing that you will do. And those things will come to you because you play. So it's the different things you do that will bring about the different outcome. Not just the state of your mind, but the steps that you took that were different. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for your word this morning. I ask by the power of the Spirit that you establish us in this truth and cause it to expand within our consciousness. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. To listen to the full message or any other message, please visit our website at www.insightsforliving.org. For any inquiries, please call 0818 600 0082. God bless you.